the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to On the Record with Tiffany. There are heroes throughout San Antonio, men and women that go the extra mile to make lives better. During the next hour, you'll be inspired as we introduce you to these unsung heroes. And now here's your host, Tiffany Jones-Smith. And we're back with another episode of On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin. Here on 930 AM, The Answer. And if you like what you hear, you can check us out on YouTube and you can see Kevin and me interacting. And it's funny. You might want to to check it out. (laughs) Also, we have a new setup and camera and everything. So uh, it's going to I'm really excited about it. As he acquiesces to my will. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, here on on the record with (laughs) Tiffany, you're getting the inner hear conversations between uh, me and Tiffany where we talk about health, culture, politics, and also business from a, a B1 uh, FBA Republican perspective, right? Where freedom, opportunity, and growth and progress more than just talking points is something that we have to do and put in the work. Uh, I am a big, big, big uh, rap uh, fan, right? Uh, since like forever. And one of my favorite groups uh, is the Ghetto Boys. And uh, one of my mm-hmm. favorite rappers on that group is uh, is Willie D. A couple other people, but Willie D is particular. And he has he's little... converted me to Willie D. <laughs> I love Willie D. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things that he says a lot is no more talk. That's right. Right. No more talk. And be about it. Yeah. Be Don't a... talk about it. Be about it. And so that's one of the things that we that we really want to stress is not the enough talk. Right. Uh, Enough talk with we're not happy with this, that and the third, but really time to take action. Mm -hmm. Right. And so uh, that's one of the things we want to talk about. So health wise, Tiffany, there are a few things that you're doing uh, in your organization. Homage to Willie D. (laughs) So (laughs) So one of the things that you're doing uh, with the Texas Kidney Foundation is that whole idea of we're not just talking about it or going and finding right. sicknesses, that we're actually doing something about it. That's right. So tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing and you and the team are doing at uh, the foundation. So if you want to stop a disease, the best way to do so, a chronic illness, like uh, chronic kidney disease, is early detection. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't hear a lot about early detection. We are the early detection leaders nationwide, statewide. We are the early detection leaders. And I say that uh, proudly because um, we, we're living in a time where our healthcare system, our healthcare system in this country, is, uh, is a center of revenue. Mm-hmm. And so, something like early detection. Early detection stops the center of revenue. It impacts revenue generation. Yeah, so it's really more of a systemic thing when you say mm-hmm. the system, just the way the system itself is set up. It's set right. up around uh, rewarding people uh, for taking care rewarding of. Rewarding providers for taking yeah, care of. taking care of and providing good health care. While you're sick. While you're sick. So that's, that's the main system there. So what are some of the things that you're doing? So we're doing early detection. Because uh, we want you to win back your health. We want mm-hmm. you to, to have the option to be healthy, to live healthy, uh, and to live in, live under your own steam. And so uh, with chronic kidney disease, you don't know that you have it until uh, you don't show any symptoms of having it until um, latter stages of the disease. So in order to find it, you have to take a blood test or a urine test, prefer, preferably both. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we've been doing is we decided that we can't be all things to all people, but we sure as heck can be the best early detection uh, organization in the country. And that's what we are. So we uh, brought, uh, we were one of the first test sites for um, at-home 
urine tests from a company mm-hmm. called Healthy IO, um, and uh, we just Healthy IO just received uh, FDA approval yep. for the tests uh, to be sold throughout the United States. Mm-hmm. And uh, it uses smartphone technology. You literally can take your test, put your smartphone over the green board, yep. uh, put put your dipstick in, put the smart put put the dipstick on the green board, and get your result right there in the comfort of your home. You will know whether your kidneys are functioning or not, or or not functioning well. Okay. And what else have you done also with the new we, bio We've got, gotten a nut. We, we have three forms of testing. Mm-hmm. So uh, we worked with laboratories. We called laboratories across the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've gotten a lab, um, a very reputable lab, to work with us and uh, give us the opportunity to bring testing to our mm-hmm. community. And what we were aiming to do was uh, to make it so that a person could wait tables tonight and go take their test tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So it needed the test needed to be needed to come in uh, under a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and and we've gotten it to sixty dollars, which is great. Twenty seven biomarker tests, so you're getting your lipids tested, you're getting uh, albumin creatinine ratio test, that's mm-hmm. a urine test to to uh, test the function of your kidneys, and also a general panel, so that you know what your health is. And can it, you take that to any doctor? You can take it to any doctor. It's it's coming from a lab. Okay. You're you're going to the lab to get tested. Right. Um and there are laboratories, uh eighteen of them throughout uh I'm sorry, sixteen throughout uh Bear County. Okay. And uh okay, just when do we expect that to be available? When does that come September one. September one. We're not talking about it, we're being about it, right? We're being about it. And then our other form of testing, which mm-hmm. we've been doing for the last ten years with a point of care creatinine statin meter through Nova Biomedical, that allows us to go anywhere. We can go mm-hmm. to health fairs, to uh flea markets, to churches, to synagogues, mm-hmm. and we do. To mosques, we go across the the spectrum Mm -hmm. to all of those places and we bring the test right to you. It Mm -hmm. stages kidney disease. It tests and tells you what stage of CKD one is at. Okay. Um, And this is our 10th anniversary of of, uh, testing with with Nova Biomedical's creatinine statin meters. Okay. All right. Good, 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 good. So, so far this year, we've tested over uh, 2,400 people. Yeah, and you're, mm-hmm. uh, and what I've been doing is helping you guys improve your processes, yeah. your delivery, yeah. and, uh, and your metrics and those things. And, you, you're, you you know, you're my wife. You generally don't want to listen to anything that I have to say. Normally don't. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge. I pose many challenges to whatever he says. <laughs> I, I always have this, uh, well, I love you. Right? I'm like that with anything. Anybody that works with me knows that I'm going to challenge you to be the best that you can be in whatever it is that we're doing together. So, uh, yeah, if I see a hole, I'm going to challenge it. If I see something that needs to be. So he finally gets to turn the tables and he gets to be the one to look at the holes and what's going on with what I'm doing and and fix them. <laughs> So he's he's yes, enjoying this. So he's in, enjoying this Bear County. He's enjoying right. it. So so yeah, <laughs> right. But you know, a lot of things you guys have really gotten better at, and you've improved and, right on that. And so I see that, and you're doing well on that. So uh, mm-hmm. he's 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 helped a lot with streamlining processes, making sure that uh, that there that questions that should be there are there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and working with the data analytics people because. Okay. Uh, uh, all of those folks are important. He brought a, brought that in and, and gave us a, a lot more, uh, gave a lot of credibility and uh, and stood the program up in the right fashion. <laughs> so did. what he you're did. telling me is that, gee, uh, Kevin, you're really good at what you do. Some of what I walked into, <laughs> man, uh, some of what I walked into here, he was just like, what? Who was but, doing this? But overall, <laughs> really, really good job, right? And yeah. I think all the things that, you, that you're that you doing is that sense of we're not just talking about it. Yeah. We're going out and we're doing it in the community. And, and doing sure. it with excellence, yeah. making sure that what we do 
uh, is is bringing the best to our communities that we serve. Yeah, I, I really like that about you. Okay. So uh, that's the one thing. So you have lost what? How much weight? I know. 16 pounds. I'm not telling you what I'm down to now because that's going to be an announcement. <laughs> Me and Sherry going to tell you. Well, any- pop. It's going to be pop to your face. Too. And if you haven't pop heard, right, if you didn't know, there's a competition <laughs> going on between myself and Tiffany. And, and I'm winning. She's winning so far. Always a winner. <laughs> Always so far. <laughs> so, uh, you know, one of the things that I'm going to share on YouTube is I've went into uh, my garage and I've uh, cleared out everything. Finally. And uh, it's, you'll see that as well up on the YouTube Because he's been talking so, uh, about clearing out the garage. Yeah. So we, I, I think been. it's a stall tactic so he doesn't have to compete. Yeah, whatever. Okay. It feels like <laughs> somebody's stalling. All right. So, uh, no, I am not. So, but on the challenge mm-hmm. there. But really, uh, the thing that we're emphasizing is the not the talking, right? We've, we know what the mm-hmm. issues are, is that we really want to, we're going out and we're taking action. Yep. Right? With that whole mindset of we're not talking about it. We're going to be about it. We're going to be about it. We're going to yep. be about taking the action there. And that's something that uh, health-wise that we, we urge with everyone on that one. And we've been... Oh, man. There's so many really good uh, ways that you can you can change mm-hmm. uh, how you eat and what you're eating. Yeah. Wonderful substitutes like we, you know, I can't say enough about Siete Foods and their tortillas and their chips because yeah. that has uh, been a lifesaver for us as a family switching over. You know, switching from from poor habits to yeah to uh, a better uh, because this is a lifestyle, better eating lifestyle for our family. Then that helped us with mm-hmm. our girls because yeah. our kids, you know, our right. kids are picky, and so this this kind of helped us a lot. Yeah, some people call that spoiled, but that's just yeah, me. Well, but uh, but yeah, but our darling girls. And so more to come there on the biomarker test. Uh, Also, if you uh, need or you would like to have a kidney screenings, uh, visit the website to get the addresses. I know we are with the YMCA. We do those at the various YMCAs across across the city as well. And we also do them at Sacred Heart Church. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second Sunday of every month, we we, uh, are a part of a wonderful health fair there. and uh, that church is a hub for yep. uh, Texas Kidney Foundation. So, you know, if you yep. if if you can't find us any any other place, head on over to Sacred Heart. All right. Mm-hmm. And you have been listening to On the Record with Kevin and with Tiffany and Kevin <laughs> on nine thirty a.m. The answer. We are doing a special campaign at Texas Kidney Foundation to get your kidneys checked. It is called Silent But Deadly because kidney disease is a silent but deadly killer. And we need you to go to our website, silentbutdeadly.org, take a 12-question test, and we will send you a kit to your house. Get your kidneys checked at silentbutdeadly.org. Check us out at On the Record with Tiffany on YouTube. And all you have to do is look up On the Record with Tiffany, and you will get to listen to us talk about freedom, opportunity, growth, and progress. If you like what we're talking about, or if you don't, check us out on YouTube, On the Record with Tiffany, and listen to what we have to say. Because we can guarantee you we're going to spark some debate at your house, just like at ours. And we're back. With another episode of On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin <laughs> on 930 AM, The Answer. All right. So. All right. So let's get to it because I know you want to talk about. <laughs> we want to talk about January 6th. No, not yet on that. I really want to talk about culture. Right. Uh, this uh, I, we can talk about that. OK. You want to talk about culture. What yeah. Because I think culture? culture led into January 6th. And let me tell All you why right. I believe that. Here's my thesis. Right. There's really this that victim. people were deceived. I'll give you a little bit of that on the deception part, but I think could you hold up your mic a little bit there, babe? It's going down. Uh, I think a lot of this is 
progress versus victimization. Mm-hmm. And I want to speak directly toward uh, 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 African-American FBA uh, uh, progress versus this victimization uh, mindset that people have. Right. It's just the craziest thing. Uh, and one of my favorite writers, a guy named John uh, McWhorter, he wrote a book called uh, Wokeness Religion. It's very good. It's very provocative. But I think he's right. on a lot. Of Wokeness religion. Yeah. Wokeness as a religion. Wokeness as, as a, a religion. religion where people uh, it's very provocative. But I think he's right. He's on to something here. Right. And one of the quotes that he has in uh, that, not in this book, but another book, what he says is that many, and this is the quote, many tell us that there is this white opposition to blacks that's so unique, right, that so unique and fierce that it's useless for us to try to overcome it or compare us to anybody else. Right. That we individually uh, that we've experienced this uniqueness and it continued unique oppression and opposition by white Americans, other white Americans, by white Americans that somehow keeps us in a victim uh, situation. Right. That we can never overcome and that that is the mindset that people have. When you listen to people, that is the constant mindset that you see put forth. You're right. And that's the constant narrative. Is the constant what you're narrative that is put forth, right? Which is completely There's opposite. a difference between a mindset and a narrative. That's their narrative. That's their narrative. But, but it's meant to create the mindset. Yeah. And it's meant to create this mindset that in my day-to-day life, in the vast majority of black Americans, uh, FBAs, Foundation of Black Americans, it is not their day-to-day experience. Well, their narrative sucks. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. see, I was raised with a different narrative. Well, hold on on that one. So... It's a it, it's one of historical perspective, mm-hmm. right? And I think the part that the wokeness part that peop, that I have an issue with, right, is that there is this victim victimizer, right? Mm-hmm. And so the issue because I was I was reading this thing on specifically where they were teaching history, and at the the history was very accurate, right? But then at the end, they promoted victimization onto black kids. Not, mm-hmm. hey, this is the historical perspective you, that as a group of people, you've come out of this. Now look at where we're at re- compared to that. Right. And so that's the part of the thing. That's there the, should be a victory feeling at yeah, the end of there that. There should be a victory. Not a victimization feeling. Yeah. So there should. that's what's there. Yeah. So how do we as black people address in a realistic fashion, right, address the history but then mm-hmm. we have to move on mm-hmm. from a progressive history progress. is history. Like, yep. I don't understand why we have to look at history through any theoretical through uh, all of these theories. Mm-hmm. History is history. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. Look at all the opportunity we have today. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we literally are living in the America of our ancestors. Yeah. Wildest dreams. It we is. are living in it. So. Let's look at what the opportunities are and seize them. Mm-hmm. What is it that I want? Yes. What is it that that Tiffany Jones Smith wants to accomplish? List it out because you can do it. Yeah. And you th- can do it if you have a plan. Yeah. But if I get in your head with this nonsensical, you're, you're a victim for life, you don't even try, then you'll never. Make that list. If I can get that in your head, if I can get you to believe it, that's the end. Yeah. I don't have to do anything else to you. I don't have to do anything oppressive to you. All I have to do is make you believe you can't. Yeah. And that is the part that is annoying to me. That's the part that is is despicable to me. Yeah, it's very despicable. And, And that is the mainstream narrative. Right. So there's two opposing narratives. The one is. Uh, which you get on a lot of mainstream is that black people on your way to work, you're going to get pulled over by a cop and shot. That's the narrative one. Narrative two is that it is worse now in 2020. I'm sorry, in 2022, right? Historically for black people than any other time in history, No, which is crap, complete no. crap. We we're actually at a, you know, when I look at this, it feels like a reset. Like we've got this amazing opportunity mm-hmm. to uh, to grow businesses, mm-hmm. to grow business districts, mm-hmm. to uh, to grow everything literally that we want 
to grow, mm-hmm. to to create new things. You mm-hmm. see black inventors all yeah. over, you know, in, in every area. Mm-hmm. You see that now. They're not just promoting black people. Well, we need to put some black people for No, no, no. There's black excellence everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. But but let's talk about that, too. Right. Because uh, I am a big YouTube person. Tiffany doesn't listen to YouTube. I troll a lot on YouTube. Right. I read (laughs) reading. It's fundamental. (laughs) I challenge everyone to do it. (laughs) But go ahead. Okay. (laughs) You and your YouTube people. I know you read, too. I'm not saying he doesn't read. Uh, So don't don't, don't call me on that. Okay. (laughs) So, but there's a, there's there's this narrative out there of black victimization. Just victimization is a which one of the that's one of the mm-hmm. things that McWhorter uh, addresses. It feels good. It feels good to feel bad about yourself, right? It does. And I'm not. Uh, and I am not doing a Candace Owens on black suffering. Like well, that. there are some well, things people get out of feeling bad. Yeah. I don't know if it feels good, but I think well, they're getting there something. Are things for, they're there's getting something some, that people are getting out of. Yeah, it. and so that is what is being promoted by the mainstream media, and that is not uh, what is happening in black America. Now, there are challenges. There, there, there are challenges, but we have people uh, succeeding at, at high levels oh, of yeah. competence, right? Yeah. And, that is the part that drives me crazy is that there is being promoted, right? The, the people and individuals that are being promoted are the two extremes, victimization or no, it's all in your head. No, it, you know, two things can be true at the same time. You can be facing challenges. Yes, someone could have given you a microaggression, but did anybody show up in your at your in your house? At your house with a pitchfork, burning crosses, shooting, killing, or anything like that? No, that didn't happen. We have opportunities. We have opportunities we can, that we'll we ne- we've never had before. Stuff. Yeah, no. things can be addressed without any. Well, I wouldn't say without any issues. Without the violence that historically has been associated with uh, with any type of black resistance in the system. Now, mm-hmm. people will say, well, the cops can do that. Yeah, the authorities can do that, but there are ways that you can remedy that, even though that's not what they tell us on TV. There's the local ways because of how our government is set up. You can build coalitions and you can address those issues. But that's the thing that's, that's my annoyance is the emphasis on historical uh, for the, treating the past as if it's still part of the present. And making stupid statements like it is uh, worse now in America than it was, you know, 50, 60 years ago. Right. Which is complete crap. But at the same time. Right. I do believe that there are things like systemic racism that have Mm -hmm. to be addressed. But you have to address things specifically. Right. In the system. And I'm sorry. I think my neighbor, if my neighbor doesn't. Like, but You know, my thing is that we're at a place where we can. Yes. It. And that whole narrative that you can't. Mm hmm. Is meant to shut people down so that they don't address it. So that, that they don't come up with ways like going into parties, like going in with a plan mm-hmm. and saying, OK, these are the things we yeah. want and making legislation to get those things, making yeah. the policies to get the equality that we seek. Yeah. And the, the reason I'm if a we, big- if we can shut you down yeah. on that. So the reason that I'm a big proponent of, of studying history, right, is that so if, they could if you study in the big period for me is Reconstruction, because for me, that was sort of a reset on American history. And one of the things that uh, the great disservice that the Dunning School and that the Dunning School is basically the lost cause. Uh, the Civil War wasn't about slavery when it oh. was and all that crap right Lord. there. Right. But the great disservice that they did was they oh. minimized the success that African-Americans had achieved during a time uh, and a, during a time that they were under uh, terroristic acts. Uh, during a time in which and that the, was intentional and that was intentional right the terroristic acts were intentional yeah. and minimizing what we achieved was intentional. was intentional right because that was the great disservice it was an intentional disservice uh-huh. right? that was done because when I read through the history and I read about the different activists during that time and I'm thinking man the stuff that they achieved within that right mm-hmm. the items that they achieved mm-hmm. the success that was right that there. was achieved 
that was achieved during that time, that lets me know that, hey, we do live in the America right now in 2022. We, we live in the America of our ancestors' dreams. And that's why we say that. We live in the America of our ancestors' dreams. Um, because we have a historical perspective. That's why we say yeah. that. History is very important. It's very important that we teach history so that we don't repeat it, but also so that we understand just how far we've come. Yeah, and we don't let others hijack our narrative mm-hmm. about what is what, right? Yeah. We don't come from this oppressor, oppressed uh, view of it. And that is the problem I have with a lot of this quote-unquote wokeness. It comes from an oppressor, oppressed mindset and not the one of a historical perspective of liberal of becoming of liberating ourselves getting better and better over time and then we address the issues as they come up right through through the law and through the system mm-hmm. and so uh once again I say we live in the um, the current America of our ancestors dreams and the limitations Where there that we is have freedom Opportunity, opportunity, growth, and progress. And let's talk about that. Let's focus our attention on achieving, On since we know we mm-hmm. have a degree of, uh, a certain degree of freedom. Let's take this opportunity to push the growth and progress that's going to get us the rest of the freedoms that we desire. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And, and so, you've been listening to... On the Record. With Tiffany and Kevin. <laughs> Thank you so much. I was here first. back with another episode of On the Record with Kevin and Tiffany. Thank you very much, Kevin. Tiffany <laughs> and Kevin. He always tries to put himself first. Because I am first. I am first. Nope. <laughs> nope. All right, Tiffany. Nope. All right, January 6th. I know that. Uh, no, DJT. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think this guy is shooting himself in the foot. Yeah. All right. And so uh, and he just, I, I just want to know, like, how, who's on his team that's like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> like, who is the person that's always like, sign off. I think this is a great idea. But I don't think anybody <laughs> is on. Is, well, let's just start. Right. And everyone knows that I'm not a Donald Trump fan. So <laughs> hold on. Uh, everybody knows that I am not a Donald Trump fan. Right. But I think a few things that Donald Trump did that made himself uh that shot himself in the foot, right? Twitter was one of those things. He just uh-huh. shot himself in the foot. Like who who was the person that was like, no, he's locked himself in the bathroom again. Take away his Twitter. No. Like somebody but, needs to say that. But even with that, Tiff, he's, he's but anyway, Twitter was one of those <laughs> things, right? And I, I that was just a huge thing. Twitter completely undermined his presidency long before he decided to go with the big lie. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was the one thing there that he mm-hmm. he, just, he completely undermined his, his presidency with just some of his crazy tangents. But it wasn't it wasn't just Twitter. It was it was the it was emotional reactions in in times when uh, being even killed was called for. Yeah. You, you don't have an emotional reaction to everybody that that uh, sends you something, calls you up, does something. People do stupid stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, people approach me in a in an inappropriate way all the time. You know what I do to people who who try to talk to me that that uh, are not worth my breath? They receive radio silence, mm-hmm. <laughs> radio silence. Yeah. And that's you know, that's really how you should react. No, no communication, no nothing. But but I agree with that. I agree with that. One hundred percent. No, nothing. But Do let's not, talk, don't talk. To but let's just talk about the craziness that's been loosed in the mm-hmm. party that we have to address all the time. We bring up anything Republican related. Right. Is that we have the big lie, which I think completely undermines democracy because we have to believe in the institutions. There has to be a level of trust. Uh, the thing that I that I don't like about Donald Trump is he's not loyal to the people who are loyal mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. You're loyal to him. He at ruined moment. a lot of people's uh, careers. Yeah. And and I'm going to say something that's probably controversial, but I think I'll, I believe I believe this 100 percent is that the people who chose to serve in that part chose to serve in that administration actually did us a favor because it could have been much worse. In well, terms some, of the I, I think some people were there trying to hold uh Trying to hold stuff together. 
You know, there were some people that were there trying to hold stuff together. There were some people that were there who were opportunists and just, hey, I'm going to do I'm going to do this because this is going to get me further. Yeah, I, I believe you know, that. I mean, but that's that's, um, you know, in the political process, that's probably always true. Yeah. You know, it's probably all that you've got people that are doing what they're doing politically because they have mm-hmm. uh, an ethos or an ideology that that's driving them. Mm-hmm. And then other people that are there because, you know, there's there's personal gain or whatever kind of gain that they're that they're seeking. Yeah. You know, so I don't think his administration was driven by anything that's any different from any other administration. But I think his administration was challenged and all of the people that worked within it were challenged because of the instability and the emotional up and down of the leader. Yeah. And uh, yeah, ditto to that. He just did a overall. I think his administration did a decent job. Uh, Just he personally was just a poor leader. No matter, I don't care what anyone says, he's a poor leader, and I still feel because he promoted the big lie. He promoted this birtherism, right? All those things are lies, and they are completely undermined the institutions of democracy. And that was the big thing that he did. Uh, do me a real quick favor, babe. Push back a little bit on the thing. <laughs> so that completely undermines democracy. And, and, and that's the big picture that these people mm-hmm. are, 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 are fail to realize. And then we have to deal with, and I'm going to say this, you say deceived, I'm about to say crazies that are released into the party who just take all of these ideas uh, of these conspiratorial ideas and don't know how to, to, to take a statement and judge it against reality. But again, there are many people out there who revere the office of the presidency Mm -hmm. Right. And who believe any leader Mm -hmm. when they tell them something and his base is is proof positive of that. They believe what he says, Mm -hmm. even though they are sitting there looking at the truth. Other people are telling them, hey, no, this isn't true. Mm-hmm. You know, there were uh, there were Republicans counting those ballots. Yeah, there were solid uh, Republicans uh, that have been for for decades mm-hmm. counting those ballots. There, there was no impropriety here. Yeah. You know, there was no statistically valid impropriety here. They still believe yeah. whatever is being said by the leader. But then, Tiffany, hold on. you have you have I don't want to say you have that 2,000 mules or whatever it was, right, with the Sousa. I think I said his name right, which is mm. complete crap. And I love the fact that they said that on uh, on this hearing and they had Bill Barr saying it's complete BS. What right? are you talking about? Basically, it's, it's, it's the theory. Tell everybody It's the lie. About. I'm going to call it what it's the lie that uh, Natesh D'Souza promoted that they uh, he somehow used this complicated algorithm that traced the GPS and cell phones. And Deliver said me from these people and with algorithms were, and, and theories. And said there are 2,000, uh, these 2,000 ballots that were found. Complete crap. And you had Bill Barr, who was a staunch uh, proponent and protector of uh, of Donald Trump saying it's complete BS, right? Complete BS. But there, uh, D'Souza is promoting that crap, right? I, that's the part that's annoying to me, right? That's the part that makes that. That's a very annoying thing. There is that you have these people promoting craziness who know better, mm-hmm. who know better. That's Deliver me from all of, from from what is happening right now because what you see is people is intellectual theory intellectual arguments that that really are on a master's and and doctoral level that should stay Mm -hmm. in those (laughs) hallowed halls because they're just theories that are used to batter back back and forth but they don't need to be thrown out into the Mm -hmm. there are a lot of things that shouldn't be thrown out into the public and used in general well you're saying because it doesn't work it's not a theory it's a lie oh yeah yeah no no what he's i'm talking about the algorithm he's pulling he's pulling he's Creating an algorithm to support a lie, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's and just it, all of it is so convoluted and insane. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like knowing just enough to be dangerous to yourself and others. And, you know, and these so he's, do he's know pulling together to a, an algorithm and applying it to something that is not true. 
and just pulling a bunch of crap together yeah, and, and lying so, to people. And then also uh, just something, a couple another thing that came up on YouTube where people were focusing on the hearings. They were focusing on the minutia that really didn't matter. They focused on, uh, you know, the, the young the young lady who, who said that uh, Trump tried to reach out and, you know, got mad and tried to strangle one of the one of the Secret Service people. They got caught up on that thing there. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mix. Let's get the bigger picture. The president of the United States wanted to march with a group, wanted to march with a group of people, a mob of people to stop the democratic process. That's the important part. Democratic process. Little D. And that's the part that drives me crazy. That's something to uh, to be worried about. Yeah. And they want to focus on, oh, you know, these little details that are irrelevant. Did he grab an arm? Did he not grab an arm? Did he? No, 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 no. The relevant thing here is, was a coup attempted? I believe it was. And did the president incite people to this? Yeah, and another thing that's what the argument, that's what the whole argument is. Yeah, but another thing that most of the listeners on 930 will be uh, caught up with is, and this is something else, was that, hey, the Democrats are trying to do, uh, trying to use this to to undermine mm-hmm. him. Well, he did a really good job at that, doing it, doing that himself. But right? the people that were were testifying at this hearing were, were, were Republicans. They were not Democrats. They were not rhinos. They were Republicans within that administration who were testifying. So they they didn't join up so they could do that. Exactly. They were put in that position by the president, by his very actions. Yeah. And so he put them in the position where they have to do this. And so now we have this new crop of candidates in the party that are driving me nuts who are basically liars. Mm -hmm. Now, some people will say they're promoting a uh, conspiracy theory. But I'm just going to say in plain in plain language, they're lying. They are lying. Yes, because these are very well-educated, intelligent people. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, let's not forget how we choose candidates and we do choose them Mm -hmm. based on whether or not uh, we think they have the ability to do the job. And we judge that by qualifications. We judge that by degrees. We judge Mm -hmm. that by their business background. We judge Mm -hmm. that by an asundry of things. But they all add up to that person having a certain level of acumen, Mm -hmm. business acumen, political acumen that we judge sufficient to be in that position. Mm-hmm. So they are liars. Yeah, they're liars. Because they know better. Yeah, they do. They do know better. And uh that's the part that that I think that is that's tough right now for the party. I think we're going to make it through it and uh through that part there. Uh be, that's the part there. So But it's going to be a lot of truth to power conversation. It is. It has you, to be. You can't just sit there and be like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh-uh. No, no, yeah. you're wrong. Yeah, that, that is. That and is no, you're going to get told that you come up to me. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> if we're in the same room, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah. get ready for some debate. You better have your points ready. And it can't be some stupid printout and uh, QAnon argument. So. Uh, last week we told you about uh, lost. You're getting shut down. Last week we told you about lost, not stolen, and I hope everyone really went and put looked up that article uh, mm-hmm. on lost, not stolen. Lost, not yeah. stolen. Very well written, very rational, very reasonable. Read and, it. And you've been with us on on the record with Tiffany and Kevin on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Check us out at On the Record with Tiffany on YouTube. And all you have to do is look up On the Record with Tiffany and you will get to listen to us talk about freedom, opportunity, growth, and progress. If you like what we're talking about, or if you don't, check us out on YouTube, On the Record with Tiffany, and listen to what we have to say. Because we can guarantee you we're going to spark some debate at your house just like at ours. We are doing a special campaign at Texas Kidney Foundation to get your kidneys checked. It is called Silent But Deadly because kidney disease is a silent but deadly killer. And we need you to go to our website, silentbutdeadly.org, take a 12-question test, and we will send you a kit to your house. Get your kidneys checked at silentbutdeadly.org. 
All right, so we've just talked about, and it's not very gentlemanly either. <laughs> we've just not talk, very gentlemanly. We've just talked about uh, the issues that the party has, right? And and you know we're with big the Republican pro- Party, with the Republican Party. That's when I say the party is the Republican Party, and so we're also our big proponents of uh, of B one FBA uh, Americans coming into uh, the the Republican Party uh, because I do believe it is the party to foundational be. Black Americans. Yes, foundational Black Americans. B one mm-hmm. is uh, from a, a Black First uh, Republican perspective. Right. And so I believe there is opportunity within the party. I believe black people are needed mm-hmm. in the in the Republican Party to provide another perspective and have right. the votes and the power uh, to uh, to bring people onto that perspective. That is the belief that I have, because right now there's a huge number of, of black Americans, uh, B ones who are not happy with the Democratic Party. And everyone knows the, the crude uh, 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 metaphor that I use in regards to uh, the, the, the Democratic Party. Yes, I right? your metaphor. Yeah, you have. Right. Cause so we are essentially a, a, a 3 a.m. Uh, uh, hookup oh, call. Right. Lord. I think that's what the kids call it. Yeah, hookup culture call. Right. <laughs> in which they get our votes and they do nothing for us. Right. Other people assume and 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 take uh, and take the narrative of the events that happened uh, historically to foundational black Americans and use it for themselves. But that's what happens when you have 90 percent of uh, of 90 percent of the black vote went to the Democratic Party. Ninety percent. And then we wonder why no one that party doesn't take us serious. They don't have right. to work for that. No, they don't. You know, no, you don't have to get a ring. I, I won't give you a ring because Mm-mm. I can call you at 3 a.m., Anytime mm-hmm. I want to. Right. Yeah. But these same people who express this, these exact same people, they feel paralyzed and they won't come to the Republican Party. Explain that. Now, see, you, you and I have two different views on this, because I, I personally think that who, whoever wants to be uh, in the Democratic Party, let them be there. That's not the problem. Mm-hmm. The problem is not that people are in the that black people are in the Democratic Party. The problem is that black people are not. In the Republican Party, there are black people that agree with us mm-hmm. that are just simply abstaining from voting. They're just not voting or they're not not engaging in the political process because they believe that there's nothing for them in the Republican Party. But the same freedom, opportunity, growth and progress. They believe in that. They believe in it. They live by it. Mm-hmm. That's how they're they're conducting their lives It's under freedom, opportunity growth and progress they live their lives under these so you're saying that there's it's not the problem and i'm saying they need to be here with us so you're saying it's not the problem the problem is not that there are black people in the democratic party there's too many uh i don't i mean i I hadn't thought about whether there are too many my thoughts are is that there aren't enough in the republican party and let us explain that because i'm going you have to have a no, that you have to have significant numbers in both of the parties. You mm-hmm. have to have significant numbers mm-hmm. in both in order for you to to juxtaposition against one another and to be a valuable vote for people to want to uh, curry favor with you and get those votes. Yeah. So let me. Does that make sense? That's what I, that's what well, I'm saying. Well, okay. So let me. Let, so you and I we differ a little bit on this here, yeah. right? She uh, Tiffany believes that there's that we need to have more black people in the Republican Party, in positions to make decisions as mm-hmm. well as vote. Mm-hmm. I believe that... As well as vote in numbers. In numbers, right? And so, so she, in her, in my mind, that number is 80% of the African-American vote needs to come over into the Republican Party. But 80%, you'd have the same issue. Hold on. No, you wouldn't. If you have 80% of black people who are also participating in the political process, that gives people room to adjust against the crazies in the party. And then that also for all you people who say we want to help black people. Right. That also creates uh, a since we are the base of the Democratic Party that creates an issue with the Democratic Party. Then we are able to to negotiate the items that we believe we want. Right. As a group of people. That's how the math works out. You've got to have the same thing that people say when they go, hey, on the paper, hey, X percent of working class white Americans voted against Democrats. We need to have a hearing that says 80 percent. You mean a headline? A headline. headline? I said hearing. A headline that says 80 percent of African-American voters voted for the Republican Party. What can the Democrats do to earn those votes back? Because right now they don't have to do anything. Right. Yeah. I, have I that see same what you're thing. saying. You're yeah. saying that that you want to see 
such a large influx of African Americans mm-hmm. in the uh, Republican Party. Yeah, as participants. That, as participants in the Republican Party. Uh, that it causes headlines to, yeah. to, to say, you know, what can what can the Democrats do to to earn the mm-hmm. black vote back? Which I think is nothing at this point. Is how because you talk to the vast majority of, of right now, the vote is a guilt vote, right? Oh man, if you vote for those Republicans, you know Martin Luther King would be ashamed of you, right? You know, so that's all the, that's all their talking heads have is shame and guilt. It's for the black vote. It's shame and guilt, right? Do you agree or disagree with that? Yeah, uh, I believe, like I said, that there needs to be. Uh, Large numbers of black people mm-hmm. in both of these parties. Yeah. And so you've got to come over. You, you can't be underrepresented or unrepresented mm-hmm. uh, in one on one side and overrepresented on the other side and expect that either is going to give you mm-hmm. a lot of attention. Yeah. You, you know, and that's what that's what we're seeing. Yeah. And I think the other thing that we as black people are uh, doing just from a political front is that we're waiting for the Republicans to come to us and they're not, they're not coming to us. They're not coming to us. Right. So that we have to go to them in large numbers, right. And participate, not just simply vote Republican, but participate Republican. And see, we're, he and I are thinking differently because my attitude is you go and take the things that you want to take. So you, you want, we want X, we go and we make X happen. So you walk in with strength and power and speak truth to power. This is, these are the things we want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, the value we're bringing here. You don't, you don't come in with no value. We've got a lot of value. We bring value to this party. Uh, and you walk in that way. Yeah, because I like that. I don't, you know, I, disagree. I don't disagree with that. I mean, I've said it exactly like you just said it, right? Mm-hmm. But we have to come in in large numbers to, of, yeah. and, and sustain votes here in Texas. So Texas, we're Texas not coming has in the, to to uh, tap dance yep. and and uh, coon. Yeah, there so, will be no tap dancing and cooning. And when we say come into the uh, Republican Party, we're black talking about no coming enemy. in as B one Republicans from a black first perspective, from a foundational black American perspective. That is what we're saying. I am not saying come in and tap dance and promote talking points. No, we're, we're coming in negative talking points. We're coming black in folks. with a, with a perspective to promote and encourage. Uh, development in black areas and yeah. also have the policies and the government and the governmental uh, finance is behind that. Because and, guess what? Whenever you have a, a class of people mm-hmm. or uh, communities of people that are underrepresented and underfunded, then it is a detriment to your nation. Yep. When you start building those communities, mm-hmm. when you start investing in them and pouring into those communities, you will see your nation blossom. This will be a rebirth of the United States. This is a rebirth of uh, economic invigorment for the country. And it is the way that we should be uh, moving forward. Coalitions, coalitions of the unlikely. And this is certainly a coalition of the unlikely. Yeah. So, Tiffany, I want to ask you, because you've heard me talk about this. There is a response uh, in one of the YouTube videos that I read, and, it, it, and I wanted to, to a response to us, a response to uh, a response to us that they liked what we yes. said. Keep liking and sharing, sharing with your friends. <laughs> they liked what we said, but there was this negativity, this negative view of, but it'll never happen. They'll never let us. They that won't was let the us. view. It was. <laughs> they ain't never gonna let us, girl. No, yeah. no, yeah. no, no. See, here's the thing. This is where I always say I I grew up with a different mindset. Because my mom always told me, whatever you want to do, you can do. You set your mind to it, Tiffany. And I live by that. So things that people thought they were impossible, Mm -hmm. I did them. Continue to do them every day. Because I actually believe in, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And many other people who are listening to this believe in the same thing. So you have power. And there is no uh, why I say I find it despicable to tell people you they they won't let you. So why even try is because it is fundamentally opposed to Christ and to everything that I believe. And it's fundamentally opposed to Christ and everything you believe. And let me add to that, Tiffany. And I think it's fundamentally dishonest and not objectively true yep. in terms of the, the lie time, from the pit of hell in terms of what the time that we live in. We live mm-hmm. in 2022. And contrary to popular belief, 
and deception. It is not worse than it was in 1950 or before. We are at a crossroads where we can make decisions Mm -hmm. and coalitions and change this. Yeah. So why not be a part of the change? This is your time to do that. Yeah. And if for those of you who are history buffs from a historical perspective, America is less racist than it has ever been. (laughs) It really is. It really has. Like go back and read. Yeah. Reading, reading mm-hmm. and uh, historical, read historical uh, artifacts. You'll see. And we'll wrap up here real quick. So I am a big time uh, a history buff of Civil War Reconstruction time. And I found a, uh, a website because I was looking for some specific data. I think it's EIJ dot org and it stands for equitable or something equitable justice or something. But it's EIJ dot org. And so they have a lot of good data on there. And one of the things that threw me off was a video that I was watching. Uh, it, it put uh, a, it was a video to the to the data that I was looking at about uh, the violence that was committed against African-Americans and against whites as well. During that time period, uh, all of the, the violence done by the Klan. Right. Was one was the big pr- premise there. And not just cl- the Klan, but this violence response against black people. Right. Mm-hmm. Directly against black people. And I was like, OK, that's a good history. All this happened. All of this happened. But then the conclusion was, you know, but we still have so much so far to go right now. No, we don't. Right now, from my viewpoint, we don't, because right now we can walk in, seize the opportunities that we have and we can do the changing mm-hmm. right now. And it, we but it can has have to a be- voice in writing the policy and mm-hmm. doing the things that will change the future and change the present yeah. uh, in terms of business, in terms of business funding, in terms of uh, social justice, in terms of what we're dealing with, with the police, every single aspect of what's happening with us. We have the agency and the power to change. We simply have to realize it and take advantage of it. And do it accordingly. And not listen to people telling us that we can't. I agree with that. And so to the people out there who posted that on our YouTube channel there who said they ain't going to let us. Brother, come join Team Kevin and Tiffany. They will let us. We're not worried about people letting us. We need a group of people who are willing to stand up and go and make things happen. And we welcome you into the Republican Party as a B1 Republican. Mm-hmm. And you've been listening to 9.30 a.m. The Answer on with... On the Record with Tiffany. And Kevin. You've been enjoying On the Record with Tiffany. We encourage you to share these stories with friends and family. You can listen to other shows by going to 930amtheanswer.com. And join us next week for On the Record with Tiffany on 930am The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.